0: Hey everybody so it's me Bianca with another episode of Misunderstood Girls of the Bible and today we're going to talk about a very powerful woman in the Bible many of you may know who she is you might not know who she is but I can tell you by the end of this podcast you are going to know her like you know many other women in the Bible so today we're going to get into the story of Ved. now Yokovede is a very powerful woman in the Bible we can find her in Exodus Um, she's only mentioned by name twice in the bible we see it in exodus 6 as well as numbers 20. and i can give you those exact scriptures if you want to see more about it yes oh sorry it's numbers 26 and the 59 verse we see her name and then exodus 6 and 20 um where we mentioned she's mentioned by name um but we learn more about her story you know um in exodus and starting around the basically the first chapter so, let's get into the story. So, in order to tell about Yogavec's story, you got to start off talking about two powerful other women named Shapira and Pua. Now, Shapira and Pua is some of the baddest women i ever known. Um, They were the first two village members that were introducing the story. They were midwives. And they were ordered to kill all the male babies born to Hebrew women. But... They was like, you know what? I ain't... No, no. Pharaoh lost it. He crazy. I'm not doing this no more. Her homegirl's like, I ain't doing it too. So they was like, what we gonna do? And so Shapiro and Poole came up with a plan. They was like, you know what? We ain't gonna tell Pharaoh what we actually doing. So they lied to Pharaoh and they basically spared a bunch of babies' lives, right? But one of the babies that they spared ended up becoming a very, very powerful man in the story of the children of Israel and his name is Moses. But we got to talk about that. Right. And so their refusal to kill the male baby was really, like I said, the first step in saving Yokovede's son. Now, Yokovede was the wife of Amron. She was also the mother of two other children at this time. She had Aaron and she had Miriam. OK, but at this moment she was pregnant. She had just gave birth to Moses and she was like, I'm not I'm not following what Pharaoh got to say. Um, And I'm going to stand up for what I believe in and what I don't believe in is killing innocent babies. And not my baby. And so, she managed to conceal her baby. like And when I mean conceal, hide. <laughs> but conceal her baby for three months. And you got to realize, that's some powerful stuff right there. Like, newborn babies cry all the time. And they smell all that stuff. And the fact that she, like, hid a crying baby for three months. And, like, nobody snitched on her. Like, the whole village was behind her. Um, She had the backing of her homegirls, Shapira and Pua. And, obviously, her husband was in was in favor of it. And... and she kept Moses for three months, but during this three months, see, now you got real. joker was very smart, okay. So to me, she was the first woman in the Bible that ever had a plan, okay. Now we know we talked about earlier about Tamar she had a plan, but when I'm talking about a plan, plan, homegirl, put it in action. I'm talking about main character energy, okay. So basically, what she did while she was taking care of Moses and her other children, you know, she was working her full time job as a slave. Let's be real. You know, whatever. She was a slave woman. You know, she had to take care of her husband, take care of her children, all that type of stuff. I mean, she was a super woman. And so while she's doing this, she's making a bassinet basket for Moses because she has basically decided that she's going to find somebody to adopt her baby. Now, she was probably the one, of the first woman in the Bible to ever did research. Um, She went out and she looked to see who did she really want her baby to go to. So, that means she had to study Pharaoh's daughter as well as other Egyptian women or whatever, like, who would be the best fit, you know. And, you know, obviously, you know, she had been praying, you know, whatever, that God would lead her into the right direction. Because, say, like, she picked this one person and then they could have, like, been like, you know what, I'm scared of Pharaoh, so we're going to kill this baby, right? But, she picked Pharaoh's daughter and she watched her bathing uh, rituals and procedures and she knew this time and that time and this is what happened that's happened who gonna be there who gonna be there etc right so after she picked who she wanted her baby to be adopted by then she was the first training supervisor in the bible and so she went and she got her daughter and she trained her daughter on how to be really be a spy and to be a, a survey of the land, and so. After she got the right consistency of tar and papyrus, things like that, and made the bassinet, and then three months came by, and she had Miriam trained. you know, she had Miriam on it. I mean, Miriam knew what to say, what not to say. I mean, she had everything in motion. And once she had everything in motion, she was like, okay, today's the day, let's make it work. And so, you know, you can see, I can just imagine her kissing Moses, like, oh, baby, I love you, you know, whatever, things like that. It's going to be all right you know whatever she probably gave Moses something to like you know play with or something like that so that Moses wouldn't um you know cry and stuff like that and she put her baby in the river now y'all know what the Nile River is one of the longest rivers in the world got a lot of motion and things going on but that's why she had Miriam and so she had Miriam watch the bassinet go down the stream of the river and so we know how the story goes you know that um Pharaoh's daughter ended up, you know, getting Moses and seeing the baby. And she decided to take care of the baby. Now, you have to realize, now, while we're talking about Yokovid, we had, we got to talk about Shapir and Pua, but now we got to talk about Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter, honestly, if you ever think about it, she has to defy her father as well, because her father said all Hebrew male babies had to be killed. But she even decided that, hey, you know what? This baby deserves to live and it's important and it's beautiful and all that stuff and she knew that baby was hebrew she knew that baby wasn't black wasn't egyptian she knew that baby didn't like nobody else like them you know the baby had a little difference in them you know whatever and so because there was also a way that egyptians took care of their babies and way hebrews took care of their baby so there was so many different factors you know or whatever um on how she knew that the baby was different you know and so she decided to defy her father as well you know and then Miriam it was her time to shine. Miriam was one of the first actresses in the Bible. She was fabulous. She came out like Angela Bassett, and she said, "You know what? Um, I can help you find a wet nurse, a Hebrew wet nurse, wet, wet nurse <laughs> to take care of this baby and things like that." And Pharaoh, oh, that's good, great. You know, Pharaoh, daughter, you know, she ain't got nothing up there. You know, we don't know if she was pregnant or not. So we had in, and we knew that the Egyptians wasn't feeding their kids. You know, they had slaves for that. And so just like they would get our ancestors to feed uh, their babies, white people did that. That's how they did it back then and there. Find a slave woman to feed the baby. And so what was so amazing about this is that they, everything was executed perfectly. Now she goes back to her mother. Her mother comes to the job interview. Now all of a sudden, right? Joseph, I mean, uh, Lord Jesus, not Joseph. Moses' mama is now getting paid, okay, to take care of her own baby. Okay, now she now she is being employed, making money. Okay, how God would turn everything in your favor, you know, and so it was just amazing, you know, whatever how we see this story on how, you know, she knew what was right, she knew what was wrong, and she fought for to be on the right side of history, and saved not only other babies, Shapiro and Paul saved other babies, but they saved Moses, who had a major calling on his life. And we see this, why it was so important, is because... But yeah, we see this as important because she taught us to stand up for what is right. You know, we look at many other civil rights activists in our time periods, but we didn't look at Yokovede. Like, Yokovede was like, we out here. Look at Shapir, Look at Pua. You know, look at Pharaoh's daughter. These were civil, civil rights activists, you know, in the Bible who fought. And they were women. And they were literally not afraid, you know. And they didn't care what the consequences was. They knew what was right. And they were going to fight for it. And so, it's really important, you know, that she even, the fact that she even lived up to her name. Her name means Yahweh is glory. And like I said before, she is one... Of the, the reason why it's important to know her name is because she was the first person in the Bible who name had the divine element Yah in it. Before her, no one had God is, God is that, none of that. But her name in Yahweh is glory. And she literally, through her life, Yahweh got the glory. And because that she did what she did, that her children saw that. And it even helped them to be strong children. You know, not saying that daddy wasn't strong. We don't know much about Enron like that. But we know that them kids learn from their mama how to be strong, how to speak up for what's right, how to do what is right. And we can see how Aaron and Moses go before Pharaoh later on in in the story. We see how Miriam is a strong woman because her mother was a strong woman and followed her calling. And so I just want to know, you know, how do you guys see in your life how you can be like Yochavec? You know, and knowing that it really does take a village to save a child. She knew she couldn't do this on her own. And so many times we think that we can do everything on our own, but we can't. We need God, but we also need help of other people too. Like every battle that we fight is not always going to be individual combat. It's going to be, you're going to need your team. And she had her team. And so how are you valuing the people in your life that can be on your team? That like we all need to be on each other's team to fight the greater good. And so don't think that the battle was individual, but it's a team effort. And I thank you guys for watching this episode. Recording stopped.